Brother Chamberlain as well. He's going to minister to us in, in song and all that the Lord might want to do. He just came over and told me I was going to do that. So, But luckily, since the Chamberlains were coming yesterday, my mind is filled with a lot of memories and a lot of gratitude. And this couple over here, so I always, when I'm trying to tell people who the, who the Chamberlains are, I'm like, the tall ones. You know the tall ones. Big ball guy, tall. <laughs> you know him, you know him, you'll know him. He always sings. Brother Chamberlain. So the Chamberlains, when we first went to Puyallup, our family, when I was about 10 years old, the Chamberlains were there at the Puyallup Church. And right from the get-go, they were always involved. He, all, he was our main choir singer. That's my original memory of him. All the big songs, all the big male leading songs, choir songs, they were, the, they were Brother Chamberlain songs. And he sang them at conference, and he sang them <laughs> with the choir. He was our, just our main singer. And, but they were so much more than that. Um, he was our youth pastor before Brother Hart was. He was our youth. I was explaining this to my kids the other day. He was our youth class teacher. And Sister Chamberlain as well, she was like a mother to us. For many years, they did not have a child. And she would tell us, because I don't have children, you are my children. And which I know these, these girls will tell the kids the same thing sometimes. And she was just, they were just the best. And, you know, Sister Chamberlain, her main, I would say her number one ministry in my mind, at least, was prayer. She was the church intercessor. She is the church intercessor. And when we started the church school, when my parents started the church school when I was about 14, she was the main supervisor. That's what they were called instead of teachers, was a supervisor. And Sister Chamberlain, if you meet her, you'll find out she's the sweetest person in the whole world. Not only is she the sweetest person in the whole world, but not a rule does she break. Not a law does she break. For better or worse. <laughs> And the kind of church school that we had was so strict. The curriculum that we followed, there were so many rules. But Sister Chamberlain and her sweetness and her nice maroon suit made sure we followed every one of those rules. So not only was she sweet, she made us follow the rules. Also very creative, making us feel loved all the time. But then sometimes during the day, she would slip away and go up into the sanctuary to pray. And... I thought, you know, what comes to mind is they're not just physically giants. You guys are spiritual giants. Sister Chamberlain, it's not just Brother Chamberlain, Sister Chamberlain is a spiritual giant. And I don't think, I don't know that I would be here today if I had not had those people in my life making us, I mean, I could go on and on and on, and I won't, but as the pastor's kids, I don't know that anyone ever went so out of their way to make sure that we were taken care of and loved. Brother Hart could probably identify. Taken care of, loved, always had a ride, always had a meal. <laughs> they were so sweet. Always made sure she would leave a basket for us on the doorstep for the holiday, and she brought one to my kids yesterday, and Liberty came up to me when I got home with the candle. You told me there was something in there for me. She said, Mom, these people know you. And I thought, but those words are so true. Those people know me. They have known me since I was 10, and they have been there for us. 
and I just cannot say enough great things about them, and I hope that you will get to know them and love and appreciate them for who they are. I just see their reward is eternal. It is an eternal reward, and I truly believe it's yours. I don't know anybody who's been more faithful, more supportive, more involved, and such a good example to us growing up. So thank you. I guess you're supposed to testify. <laughs> she would sign her cards to a Sister Che. So, Sister Che. Wow, how do you follow that? <laughs> it is a huge blessing to be here with you. Um, I watch online very often our church on the other side of the mountain. You're just an extension of who we are in Puyallup. And to finally be here, it's a blessing. Um, Loren, <coughs> where'd you go? <laughs> I used to be the church secretary, and I'd be counting the offering on a Tuesday or Thursday. And I would suddenly hear this beautiful music on the grand piano, and I really thought angels were singing. And I walked in, and it was Lorraine, a young Lorraine. And she said, don't tell my parents I can sing. She, <laughs> she wasn't ready for that ministry yet. <laughs> but it's beautiful how I've watched her, been able to watch her grow into her ministry. And Brother Hart and Brother Caleb, excuse me, Brother Flowers, just watched them all fill their place in the body. So we sang a lot of songs about the name of Jesus today and when I woke up early in the morning it's like what am I supposed to say what can I say that would bless somebody and all I could think of was the name of Jesus there is power in the name of Jesus when you go through that deepest darkest place and there's so, so hurt so far down that nobody could reach it you just say Jesus and he's immediately there. He's that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He's the healer. I have ailments in my body that aren't healed, but he's still the healer. I believe him to be healer. Sister Anna, is that you back there? I believe for healing in your ear. Yes. The name, excuse me, the name of Jesus. And um, once again, I just want to say thank you for letting us come and be a part of you and um, hope that we are a blessing to you, but we're absorbing what you're giving for us. The worship is beautiful. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Sister Chamberlain. Praise God. Amen. Brother Chamberlain, I'd like you to come. You can stay down there, come up here, wherever you want to be. Speakers might be a little better up here. I don't know. You know, some of you, most of you had, have gotten to see or hear uh, my dad, and he's been here a few times. He's, he's ministered through singing, and when I got married and moved to Puyallup, I thought I was getting away from all of the strong male singers, and then I went to church in Puyallup, and I thought, nope, no chance. <laughs> now, uh, Brother Chamberlain, to us, to most of us, especially if we've been around this, this long to us, we think of him, and just like my wife said, he's the, the guy that always sings. The guy, that, and obviously, we don't just think of him as only that. 
but he has a powerful just think of it this way he's been exposed to this ministry for how many years 27 or so 27 or so and if you don't know he actually even has roots in the Yakima Valley some family roots here so he knows about your daily struggles as a as a Yakimaniac But I, I'm so, so appreciative of them, so thankful that they're here. For the chamber, I'm going to turn this to you. Take your liberty. Praise God. God is uh, more than good. You know, the word good in the dictionary means there's none better. When you say something is good, there's nothing better than that. You can say better, best, and all that other jazz, but... Uh, good is good when he touched me it was good when he healed me it was good when he saved me from all of my sins and cares and my iniquities when I try to do it by myself he forgives me when I ask you know my parents were of the uh, opinion that uh, they would hold back all the good stuff until they felt like it was time to give it to you so I was on a climb time clock and I would always fail. So I would, I would do something wrong and they would find out the thing that I did wrong, not the other things that I did wrong. But um, so that thing. And they said, you know, if you wouldn't have done that thing, we were going to give you this. That was my parents. That's what they thought was parenting. I love my parents. They're both gone now and God have mercy on their souls. I know he will. But Jesus is not that way. All you got to do is say, forgive me. Believe it. Believe that Jesus forgives you. Abraham was a man of faith. All he did was believe. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He, he didn't have the apostles or, or Moses or, or any of those things. And yet he had a relationship with God that was incredible became the father of all besides Jesus right? all the land all the stars all the yeah anyway we're going to sing now praise God worship with us we're going to sing about Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break 
declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name
I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. chapter, beginning at verse 54. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished. They weren't just taken back. They didn't just take note. They were absolutely astonished. And said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Isn't that Joe's boy? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brethren? I know them all. James, Joseph, Simon, Judas, and his sisters. Are they not all here with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? 
and they were offended in him. But Jesus said, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Was he able? Was he capable? Was it everything that he was and had been everywhere that he had gone but amongst his own? Oh, him? Yeah, I know. That, Ron. The singer guy. Basketball guy. Once played football until he blew his knee out. Sister Che. Oh, yeah. We know her. We used to have parents come into the school. They weren't attending the church. They only had their kids in the school. Our kids are we're, our kids are coming home and telling us there are there's people praying during the school hours. They're hearing them speak in other tongues. And we were just wondering Yeah, that'd be true. Matter of fact, there's a couple of other ladies come in. They join in. And they go into an intercession. And you ought to be thanking Almighty God that these are the women that are caring over your children during their school day. Man, I'm feeling something in the Holy Ghost. This is a moment. This is a moment. I'd like to give room for something here. Brother, Sister Chamberlain, I'm asking you to come back on up here. I am witnessing a dynamic here today that I don't always witness wherever I am with you, which is mostly in Puyallup. I believe the Lord is wanting us to see something among us. The power of the ministry of the body and the importance of our interactivity, one with another. Now, they're just who they are. You saw it. You heard it. Just them. No presentation, no show. This is who they are when they go home. But... God, since they've arrived into town, God has been doing 
something through them. Now, I witnessed, I witnessed it this morning, excuse me, in Selah. As the anointing came upon them, as Sister Chamberlain began to testify, the voice of the Spirit began to be declared, and we all responded. And now they come here. Now, they came here all at my request. A week ago, I spoke to them. I said, listen, I want you to come over to the east side, visit both Sela and Union Gap. That's all I knew. I felt direction from the Lord. But what I am feeling here is what I'm, I believe God is wanting for us to see. I'm not putting you on the spot, am I here? You're, get, you're starting to shake a little bit there. No, I'm kidding. It's because you're laughing. Now. We're not going to do any run-up. We're not going to do any, you know, we're not putting any billboards out on the road before they come. They're here. They're people in the body. You are people in the body. Your, your souls, your members in the body. God places the members in the body who, as He wills. Why don't you sit down right there for a minute? I'm going to call for prayer at some point. And I'm going to ask this couple to anoint you, pray for you. All right? Some of you. Yesterday, I uh, attended the men's prayer here in the morning. And I prayed for a few individuals. That's not uncommon, but it's not common either for me. And as I begin to pray for individuals, I begin to quote scriptures in my praying. I begin to speak out and recite scripture as I was praying for different individuals, different scriptures, different individuals. Now, I, I experienced the most interesting thing this morning. While I was in Selah, those very scriptures that I was reciting or quoting as I was praying for individuals yesterday were being spoke out, sang out. It was one after the other. And I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start taking notes here. <laughs> what is this? But we witnessed the, the interactivity Throughout the body. It was the voice of the Spirit presenting itself, revealing itself, and it bears witness in our spirit when this happens. So, so now I go back and I'm thinking, okay, that was just not prayer being prayed or spoken for that particular individual. I feel that it's important for us to understand and embrace the connectivity in the body of Christ. The connectivity in the body of Christ. I know that we assemble 
by location. And so we are here. We have felt drawn to be here. There was a time when the Escobars had come into town. I'd see them at Selah, then I'd see them at Union Gap. I'd see them at Selah, then I'd see them at Union Gap. And then I just begin to see them at Union Gap. And it has bore witness with me they belong in Union Gap. They belong involved in this assembly of believers. But they are also a part of the body that assembles in Selah. Now, that doesn't mean they go run back and forth. It means God has established and placed them here for his purpose. Now, people who still shop churches, that just tells you they're immature. They have no depth. They don't have any understanding. They don't realize what this is all about. People shopping churches. We all ought to be finding the place where God wants to establish us. That's, that's just the reality here. Amen? Now, I find it interesting that we, we got some Garcias sitting over here. And I embraced the neck of a Garcia this morning over there brothers now is the fact that every you know people are related and have relations does that mean that they all should compile no unless God brings a witness in your spirit and in the spirit of the leadership you understand? The Lord knows what he's doing. He said, my, I'm going to build my house and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Or I was gonna build, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Now, I am of the persuasion that God knows what he's doing. And he's been doing it since the time he said, I'm going to do it. Now, it gets done unless men get in the way. And men get in the way. Humanity gets in the way. Flesh gets in the way. This is why we're instructed in the New Testament to walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And so, they that are led by the Spirit, they are sons and daughters of God. The leading of God's Spirit is an Imperative in the New Testament Christian's life. The New Testament believer's life. We don't market church. There are some that do. We don't go out and bend people's arm. You need to come and be with me. We don't sell the church. We don't sell the assembly. We don't pitch people unless we're selling but of course you know any savvy individual knows when you've put on the pitch when you started marketing when you've started selling God plants 
God plants. The Bible says that every tree that the Father didn't plant is going to be rooted up. Amen. Two arms. Notice. I have two arms. I have two legs. Check me. Two ears. God knows. Not God the knows. <laughs> Talking only about these body parts. God knows the appendages that he has designed for the body. Remember Mr. Potato Head? Man, you could put feet in the ear. You could do all these things and give it extra. I've seen assemblies that look like Mr. Potato Head. How does that happen? It happens when man gets in the way. Or humanity refuses to cooperate. They're not led of God. They are led of their own accord. The Lord wants us to be strong. Do you know how we become strong? When we find ourselves in the place that he has established for us... Fulfilling the purpose that he has designed for every soul that comes into the world. Fulfilled in him. We are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Woo, you feel the witness of that? Come on, that's who we are. That's where we belong. And that's why as we interact with one another, as God has designed, He affirms it. There's witness. There's a manifestation of the power of God. This is my plan. I'm in this. Keep walking. Keep following my lead. And God wants to affirm over and over and over. think it's time to pray so this is what I'm going to present to you I don't know your need that's not important that I know your need but you represent your need you don't have to tell it you don't have to call it out we don't have to make a list you being here represent between you and God Your desire, your lack, whatever the case is, okay? I'm going to ask you to come, those who will, come stand right across this front right here.
Mr. Flowers, I'm going to have you go to the instrument there. Brother Hart, would you grab that oil? So, me doing all this talking about the Chamberlains, it makes them feel uncomfortable. They just soon had to stop. The humble, precious believers that they are. You know, the Bible says, know them that labor among you, right? God's given us many years. We know these people. They're not novices. They are believers with experience in the body of Christ. Many years of prayer and practice of waiting on the Lord. They're not evangelists. They're not going to try to book an appointment with you. If the Lord uses them in some special way today. But at my request, they're going to come. And we're going to begin to pray, and they're, they're going to lay hands on each of you. They're going to start right over here with Brother Leland. Now, make room for Sister Chamberlain. I'm asking Sister Flowers to begin to sing and minister in song. And we're going to begin to give ourselves to prayer. We're not going to just become spectators watching what they're doing or seeing. But we're going to give ourselves the prayer and waiting. Waiting on the anointing that breaks the yoke. Come on, let's begin to lift up the name of the Lord Jesus. Humbling ourselves before Him. Making petition to Him. 